So Matt, you know we got a we got a we got a big day coming up soon for you. You and Spooky Fiance are going to be tying the knot. You know, there's going to be a lot of people in the very near future who are going to be asking you uh, about you know what you guys want for your future and if you're thinking about kids and how many and when and blah 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 you know kid shit into uh, all right see i see you're tying it into the theme of the movie so uns- unsolicited uh questions about when we're having kids i say we're gonna be getting that it just comes to the territory it's it's similar to when like you have a high school senior who has clearly never applied himself to much of anything and they're immediately <laughs> like oh so where are you going to college it's like and you're like come on that's funny because I did also experience that. <laughs> I think we all experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to get ahead of the pack and try and find out of all of the kids in horror, which kid would you prefer to raise as your own? You know, we have Damien and we have the girl from the Poltergeist. We got Linda Blair kind of kid. We have Macaulay Culkin and the Good Son. Done. What? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. What the hell is that? You've never seen The Good Son? No, what's The Good Son? It's it's starring a very young, I think post uh, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. I don't know who the mom is. And uh, a very young Elijah Wood. And it's about Elijah Wood's family do- is decimated or something. I don't know. He has no family. <laughs> maybe he goes to live. I don't know what happens to them. They're, he's got no family. And I think he ends up going to a... It's, I don't know. I can't remember the exact context. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think he goes to a foster home with this woman and her son, who's Macaulay Culkin. And Macaulay Culkin in that movie is arguably worse than the orphan and is also not secretly a 30-year-old. He's just a super evil 8-year-old. Oh. And he keeps blaming shit on Elijah, little Elijah Wood. <laughs> But you know what? He gets results, and that's what I'm saying. He he o- only when Elijah Wood stuck his dumb, cute little curly hair in between him and the mom. That's when you know there were problems. But you know, as long as I don't let any like foster kids in, I think you know it's, it's it'll work out for me. So do they have a dad? I just know the end of the movie. Like it, there it is like a dramatic like. Sophie's choice while the two kids are like dangling over a cliff like we, it, they might as well have like sharks chomping like at the bottom of the <laughs> cliff it's so it's so over the top <laughs> but like and the mom has to be like do I do I pick my evil son or my n- not evil and very cute foster son okay so follow-up question then <laughs> do you want to be the one who raises him or do you want to be the step you know one that comes in and goes, ah, I have now this terrible child that I have to deal with. Or would you rather make sure they're terrible and then see your way out? <laughs> I I would, I think I'd rather just raise them I, I, and, you know, try to, like, funnel their, their we'll, we'll call it passions, into the right direction. Their know? dark passenger? <laughs> yeah, it's not about, it's not about changing them. It's just about, you know angling them in the right direction it'll you know to suit them best i think i'll be a good dad to macaulay culkin all right last chance you don't want a megan or an orphan or um i didn't know robot daughters were on the table megan that's a tough call but i'm gonna stick with culkin what about you 
Oh, I mean, I'm a no kids person myself, but I think if I'm going with any, <laughs> but you have to for the sake of the <laughs> the question. But I think if I had to pick any, I'm going to go with the feral children from Mama, because I like the idea of having a cryptid that I can kind of utilize to help co-parent. I think that would be a good dynamic for me. Oh uh, yeah, you do get free. You do get a free ghost nanny with the deals, <laughs> right? That's a pretty. That's a pretty good deal. I don't have to worry about the kid like wandering out into the street like in Pet Cemetery. I don't have to any worry about anybody abducting the kid. I got ghost mommy over there, and she'll just fuck everything up. Black-eyed kids everywhere, welcome to The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the media that goes bump in the night. If it's scary, spooky, or spine-tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Rossi. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. I am by no means masking all of the stress I have in my life uh, from the upcoming move. I am in no way forgetting about all the troubles in the world. How about you? Well, I'm definitely uh, suffering openly from all of that. Um, <laughs> I also have an upcoming move, plus a, a wedding, as we, as you brought up earlier. Uh, to spooky fiance, we're planning that, and you know what? The world just gets worse and worse every day. But I guess at least my kids aren't bugs. <laughs> that's that's a good place to start. <laughs> But I don't have kids yet, so I guess, you know, that might be putting the uh, cart before the horse. You never know what can happen. <laughs> uh, we're doing a little bit of a, as Eric said, we, we're, we're quite busy this month. So we're kind of going a little light for these next couple episodes just to give us more time. So we're not doing like real heavy hitters. Plus, uh, I don't really think there's anything too crazy that has come out in the last. Like We're saving our energy. We got a lot of shit coming up on the calendar. We're saving the energy for some. Oh, we're definitely saving energy for for uh, the Evil Dead, stuff like that. But yeah, so we decided to kind of like take a look at some uh, kind of video on demand releases, some stuff that kind of went under the radar. I mean, I didn't even know like anything about this movie until Amazon was like, I think you'd like this. I don't think this movie even got a rating. I don't know. No, because it was released straight to uh, video on demand. I think it was it was an MGMT and Amazon production, so you don't get it if you have Amazon Prime, you still have to rent it. But I'll just get right into some stats for it. So it, we got Something's Wrong with the Children. It's a came out January 17th, 2023, uh, straight to video on demand. It's a 92 minutes. Brisk. A nice, breezy 92 minutes, uh, which I uh, which I appreciated. Yeah, uh, seriously. for And also didn't appreciate. There is, <laughs> there's one, I have some opinions on this one. Uh, it's sitting at a 4.9 on IMDb, a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a 24% audience score, hmm. and uh, a 53 on Metac- Metacritic. So wait, did you say, did you say the audience score is lower than the critical score on Rotten Tomatoes? Well, the yeah, there's it's like 
got a 61, you know, on the tomato ometer or whatever it is, but the audience score <laughs> there is is significantly lower at 24%, which not very common for horror movies. Yeah, uncommon but applicable. Yeah, usually the the opposite is true. This one is written uh, by TJ Simphill and David White who have worked together before on VHS Viral from 2014, uh, also the Intruders from 2015, which I I have not seen either of. I haven't seen VHS Viral. I don't really know. Oh, really? It's good. What that one's? A, I don't know what the stick for that one is. There are better. <clears throat> there are better entries, but that one's not bad. Yeah. Um. It's directed by Roxanne Benjamin. Let me. So now that you've seen this movie, you saw it at the same time as I did. Knowing all this whole movie, do, does her credits? Uh, that I'm about to state make make give you some context for the film. So Roxanne Benjamin has directed one or two episodes of the following shows: One of Us Is Lying, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, Nancy Drew, Sabrina, the Netflix show, Riverdale, and the 2019 revive of Creep Show. Really? Okay. Honestly, the Creep Show one definitely puts me there. Um, what was the other anthology one you had in there? Um, no other anthologies. One of Us is Lying is a like a Peacock kind of like high school thriller, I think. Um, and oh Pretty Little Oh Pretty Little Liars Original Sin is a spinoff on HBO Max. That's like where like the girls are like being followed by like basically Jason Voorhees. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, the Pretty Little Liars, like, equivalent. They, like, basically created a giant hulking slasher guy to, like, torment them. I'm like, okay. okay. What happened in this world? <laughs> and and then Riverdale has basically, as far as I know, gone, like, full-on, like, sci-fi horror at this point. Like, I think there's time travel in it. I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you don't want to travel the time with old Jughead? No, I'm good. I'm good right here in my time. <laughs> Where Jughead is getting canceled online. <laughs> but yeah, so she has kind of a specific directorial vibe. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, the movie's also starring uh, Alicia Wainwright. She was on Raising Dion, that like kind of like superhero kid Netflix show. She was also in Shadowhunters. Um, Amanda Crew, who you know, I know that you know her is the chick from Sex Drive. Yes. Uh, I know her from Silicon Valley, but horror fans, all the creeps out there, they'll recognize her from Final Destination 3. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? That does jog the memory. She's the the main character's sister who initially, like, would have died in that roller coaster. You know, I forget how she dies in the movie at the end. Or maybe she doesn't die. If you want to throw it way back, she's also... In Haunting in Connecticut. Ooh, that is a... I haven't even thought about Haunting Connecticut in a hot minute. Oh, it's good. I rewatched it not long ago. It holds up. I should... Yeah, I should check it out again. Honestly, it held up better than I thought it did. What about the... Because that's the one with the CGI glop that comes out of the kid's mouth. It's called ectoplasm, you uncultured swine. Ectoplasm is green and glowy. And it... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes it's white and glowy. And it wasn't in that movie either, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, so she, yeah, she was in that. Uh, it's also starring 
Zach Guilford uh, as Ben in the movie, he will know him most recently from Midnight Club and Midnight Mass, both of the Midnight movies or Midnight shows from <laughs> Legend himself, uh, Mike Flanagan. I I thought he was a good casting for this character, Ben. I I, li- I liked it, except I, I liked it better the first time he did it as as the guy in Midnight Mass. True, but I also, for like whatever reason, it might have been uh, just the time of night we were watching it. I, you know, I might have been a little sleepy or a little inebriated. Who knows? Was he putting you to bed? It wasn't putting me to bed. It. I could not out get out of my mind Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because <laughs> he looks and acts just as erratically as Dennis does. He he does. <laughs> He really does. Uh, I thought you were going to bring up that he is the star quarterback on Friday Night Lights. Matt Saracen. <sighs> no, come on. No? I've not, never in my world. Not a big scene. Friday Night Lights guy? Not surprising to me. Not surprising. But, uh, yeah, th- so there's, you know, a handful of other actors in this film. There's also two child actors, uh, Briella Guiza and David Maddell. You know, it feels icky to to say a child is a bad actor no it doesn't there are tiny plenty of terrible child actors <laughs> they're so tiny they're so tiny they're doing their best i think this movie just didn't direct them well enough because the kids for if you're making a spooky kids movie you gotta like have your spooky kids dialed in, and this movie did not. Yeah, they gotta be carrying most of the weight, honestly. And, yeah, in fact, like I, I find all of the scenes that don't have the kids in them to be the most compelling ones. Um, so yeah, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> brief like rundown of the movie. So according to IMDb, here's the little rundown: when Margaret, played by uh, Alicia Wainwright, and Ben Zach Gilford. Uh, take a weekend trip with longtime friends Ellie and Thomas uh, and their two young children, Ben begins to suspect something supernatural is occurring when the kids behave strangely after disappearing into the woods overnight. So, yeah, pretty basic, you know, cabin in the woods setup, except they're like really, it's like two nice cabins in the woods instead of like one shitty one, which is usually the case. Yeah, it's kind of a cute, it's a cute little setting, honestly. I like, uh, it's, it's a very, uh, I'd say location wise minimalistic. It's not really, not really a particularly sprawling movie. Everything's pretty much right there at the two cabins or out in the woods. No, it's super, it's super tight. It all takes place. Essentially. There's like one set for like a very small cave set. And then the, just the two cabins, they, you know, uh, Airbnb for the, for the weekend shoot. (laughs) And that, that's about it. I, I, how do you feel about this movie? Like, what? what's your, you know... Uh, so, I... Where's it sitting for you? It's... It feels kind of mid. There are some decent shots. There are some good performances. I think they miss the mark. It comes across more to me as, like, an episode of The Twilight Zone than it does a fully fleshed out, like, movie. Which is a problem... Because it's 92 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But th- I didn't feel like it was paced poorly. I just felt like the... It just... It, like I said, it just felt like a Twilight Zone episode. It didn't feel like uh, a distinct property of its own. It felt like it was relying really heavily on, like, the kind of mood and atmosphere and mm-hmm. twists and turns that, like, 
an anthology like you know horror thriller kind of thing would put yeah yeah it kind of has the vibe that you might see a similar story on like that guillermo del toro horror anthology the cabinet of curiosities you know yeah yeah definitely feels like something you would have seen in there not exactly but you know close i i agree with you i so i actually really was upset at this movie after we finished it the other night and now i don't know if like also because we were watching it with like the whole the whole streaming crew that like you know they could get a little rowdy so maybe i wasn't as like pulled into the movie as i could have been and so i left like less satisfied than i normally would have but i watched it again today you know this morning and i it's still not good i think (laughs) mid is a perfect descriptor for it but i actually was i really really like the first two thirds of this movie really I think that, yeah, because I, I actually think, I've seen, because I actually checked out a bunch of reviews for this, um, you know, other smaller, like, YouTube channels and stuff. A lot of them have, like, pretty bad things to say about the acting as far as the adult characters, and I think they were all actually really good. I think the the one, the guy who plays Ellie's uh, husband, uh, Amanda Cruz's husband, I think he's probably the weakest of the of the four but really um, i thought he had one of the stronger performances that's well, see we're all over the place with this movie just like the movie is all over the place with itself but i mean i i think you you can't take away from uh from zach guilford's performance like he's clearly good he's a good actor like he absolutely killed it in midnight mass so he's like capable of like playing these like like sort of like tortured by their past behavior characters which he is in this movie, but it doesn't really matter, you know, which is one of the problems I have with it is like, there's like all this really good setup with the, like there's like this fun dynamic that all the adults have in this movie where they've all got this kind of like strained relationships. And the only problem with the writing is that they like, everybody is always saying each other's names. Like in case you've forgotten the four characters, (laughs) like beyond that, I think the writing's pretty solid and it's like subtle enough in places where like, you have to actually like be paying attention to what they're saying to figure out like, the inner workings of their like relationships and i just think that the actors really sell it all and i found myself this second watch around i was like ah fuck i am i don't want the bug part to show up because that sucks like i just want to like have these characters deal with their personal you know drama a little bit longer i basically wanted to watch like a cw drama and not the horror movie that we were in (laughs) yeah i don't know i felt like the first third of the movie was like and then i really like started to get like pulled in in the second and then the last third of the movie just felt like a little poorly executed like i feel like when you're doing a third act for a horror movie it's supposed to just be like you know ramp up ramp up ramp up i feel like it kind of like plateaus somewhere yeah, in the, it very the third stop act and, start. and just like keeps doing the same it keeps going for the same type of you know kind of scare and uh Oh, and someone's here to help me, and then, oh, I I got away, and then, oh, I'm scared, then, oh, someone's here to help me. Yeah, it's very, it's very, like, stuttery. Um, Also, I I don't know if you feel like, it it felt to me like there was, like, three different movies being mashed together. Uh, Definitely on screen, it it seemed like there were three different, uh, either people behind the camera or... (laughs) 
different people directing or maybe it was like storyboarded by multiple people but there was something going on where it was like oh wow this is a good shot this is good camera direction good 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 and then all of a sudden you get like five of the most boring uninteresting shots and then you get like (laughs) the other the other person who's just like we're doing all sam raimi camera action yes i was hoping you would bring that up we're tilting shit sideways we're going upside down like yeah every once in a while yeah you get this shot where we do we do like an upside down like flying through the woods like uh evil dead shot and and, but then yeah you cut back to the and you cut back to the other camera guy and he's got his lighting set up perfectly his camera he's like the shot is super well composed it's beautifully lit like it's uh, again earlier in the movie the, the earlier chunk when you're they're kind of establishing the characters like the it all it just looks really good and i thought i was like oh you know what this movie is it's a good looking movie uh i think we i think we might have something here i was wrong but yeah i there's like two people that are in charge of what's happening on screen and what's going on who have very different but cohesive ideas of what the movie's supposed to be and then it feels like there's a third person who just is shooting a tv show like yeah, the it's very really bizarre like a lot of the movie i, I do have to give it to him looks really good because of their color application and yes their i forgot to mention really that. powerful uh execution of like staging your foreground midground um and composing all of your shots and using the existing colors in the uh in the environment to like help reinforce that like it, that all comes together really mm. nicely but yeah, then, like, it was like, I said, like uh, there's two other people who are doing a whole different movie. Going. A whole different movie looks different. It, the camera works different in the with those people behind the camera, and I don't even know if that's the case. You know, I don't. There might be just like one, just like really wild person who's just trying a new thing every time they pick up the camera. I, I'm glad you did bring up the color thing because I, I I forgot about that. Yeah, this movie, like the cabins that they stay in, have this like extreme dedication to this teal and like burnt orange color palette to the point where like everything in the movie like it like flows out from the cabin to like everything else so this whole movie has this like kind of like dark teal like bright orange sort of like either you're getting we're getting one of those colors as like the focus uh, in the shot so you'll get like the blue and the or the teal and like the foreground and there'll be orange in the background or vice versa and they're like very dedicated to it for a long time but eventually, even that does stop in the movie, because um, it becomes like very dark out, and I guess because the action's kicking in, they start they get they call in that guy who did like the opening with that whole green like tint sequence. They were like, "Get that guy in." Here. <laughs> He's like, "I haven't I haven't gotten to put my green on anything since the Saw movies." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think this movie it was like. I don't know. It we, we'll get we'll, we'll go through the whole spoiler, and I can dive into my feelings a little bit more. But it just it was like close to something interesting, but really, I mean, for me, really beefs it on the the back half. Back, you yeah. know, I don't want to say half because when the kids start being creepy, well, when they start being like really creepy, and not just like little wieners, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like I'm like oh something's happening, but yeah, it really does just like 
poop, just like little fart uh, in the in the wind at the end. Like if fucking nothing I think, happens. I think a lot of it too comes from like part of them being creepy is like okay is this supernatural is this sci-fi what's going on and then you get to a point where you're like oh okay that's an ability they have like they'll do something and you're like okay well if they can do this why can't they do xyz yeah maybe we should just get into it maybe maybe that'll be more helpful yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll just get right into it uh so again yeah if if you guys listening uh haven't seen this movie but you're interested you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, if you don't care, which you probably shouldn't anyway, you can just listen to us talk about it and then maybe decide if you still want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, yeah I so- think I, unlike some of our other movies, I, I think this one might be worth listening to and yeah. then deciding if you actually want to <laughs> see it. Because if you got to go through Prime and then go through the other thing to rent it, it's just it seems like so much of a hassle. There's like way better movies going on right now that like are way more accessible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's lots of stuff going on right now, so this one might be save it for a rainy day or something. Uh, but yeah, all right. So let's let's get going into the uh, spoiler talk. We're back, and we're gonna just dive right into the 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 discussion of this movie. We can go scene by scene, um, or you know, the important stuff to the important stuff. So I we also forgot to mention this is a Bloomhouse production. You know, they got you can't that that Jason Bloom. He's got his little his little fingers in every movie. You gotta pay to play. You gotta <laughs> you gotta come and kiss the ring. <laughs> like little fucking Jack Horner sticking his thumbs in all the pies. Um, so yeah, the movie opens up, uh, we get this like right out of the way, like Im- immediately it, the, it, the movie just kicks in the whole, everything's green. Everything's got this crazy green filter over it. We get slow-mo shots of these two kids to just run around, uh, in the middle of this like little cabin area, uh, on the grass. And there's just this crazy, like rocking music is playing. Like, so oh. this led me to believe we were getting one of these types of like, you know, sort of like rockin' wild ride horror movies, you know, like, like, I'm, I don't want to say like I expected Mandy, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Something, something with a little more bite to it and a little less, right. uh, <laughs> mystery. I, I, I think throughout this fucking soundtrack, is good. The it just music is, good, is not good for this movie. Yeah, it just feels completely divorced from this movie. It does not make any sense being in this fucking movie at all. Like, yeah, because this there's this movie. Like, this is what I was talking about when I said it's almost like two different movies. Because one part of the movie is like this drama between like the parents. Uh, this like like they're both having marital trouble for different reasons. You learn about it, you know, as things progress, but it's like kind of the slow burn, like, and I could see it turning into this kind of like psych thriller movie because eventually, you know, we, we get sort of like, we have to question the, the, the like narrator, I guess we have to like question whether or not our main character, Ben, um, played by Zach Guilford. Like we have to question if he is like sane because we find out he's on like, you know, mood enhancing drugs. He's on like lithium, right? Yeah. And so, like, we start to, you know, the the movie starts to question if, like, are the kids actually? Is there something actually wrong with them, or is he crazy? 
is a fine concept for a movie like and it, it would have been interesting but they kind of they go oh hey guys like is he maybe crazy and this is all in his head and then immediately they're like no yeah like they tease you with the idea and then immediately shoot it down and they go no that's not this movie they like smack you you know <laughs> it makes me feel like um the 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 writers or the director or all three of them saw Flanagan's Midnight Mass and went, we could do it in 92. <laughs> we could do it in 92. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's so many. First of all, monologues out the window. Um, and, and, but, and we can, we can totally got to shave. Yeah, those. We can cut that way down and we, an Island, forget it. Just two cabins. We can do this easy. <laughs> like it, it really feels like I, I, I can imagine a world where this story played out over the course of, like, you know, like, six or eight episodes of something. Mm-hmm. Because at least then, like, all of the, like, buildup of the the characters would have, like, felt like it was worth something, you know? Like, I'd get to see yeah. a little bit more, and then you could also, like, play with the teasing of, like, these kids being fucked up. I don't know. But anyway... So we open up, and also that shot of those kids running in the rock music again, because you said it's so divorced from the fucking movie. It, it, we don't even like it. Just cuts to like I guess later that night. It's nighttime now. Cuts from that to like this uh, establishing shot where we get to see the cabins, and then we get interior. We have both couples. Uh, it looks like they're hanging out in the living room, having a drink. It's nighttime. The kids are running around the house somewhere, playing, chasing each other. You kind of start to get a sense that there's like some tension between the um, the one couple who has the children, Thomas. Thomas. He doesn't look like a Thomas to me. Yeah, no. I, I would say he doesn't look like a Thomas either, but <laughs> Thomas is possible. But yes, yeah, clearly he's got like some kind of chip on his shoulder and he's looking out the window... And uh, they're like, oh, you want another drink? He's kind of like, nah, we should probably get going. And then, you know, the adults are all making cocktails. Uh, So we have Margaret and Ben, who are married. And then we have Thomas and Ellie, who are married. Ellie and Thomas have the kids. And they're like, yeah, the, the whole movie, this whole opening scene, there's like this tension between Ellie and Thomas. Ben and Margaret seem a little bit more you know close connected yeah they're sitting together they're you know like they're making physical contact like they're they're acknowledging each other within the room and it seems like thomas and ellie are like in the middle of a fight like it seems like they've been fighting like all day for some reason yeah right like like if you showed up to some but yeah if you showed up to like a party early like right when like the couple was fighting and so they're clearly like heated but they're like no no please just come on in you're early this isn't weird at all yeah so you just kind of get some like instant like context to the drama but that's what i i that's the stuff i like in this movie because they don't oversell they're not so blatant about it you know like the writing's a little bit more deft in this movie i think you have to actually read like into context and stuff Mm -hmm. they could have easily just been like oh yeah it, they've been really rough ever since they've, you know, had that marital issue a week ago, you know, like they could have just over, you know, explained things and then it would have like fit with the rest of the movie. So at least then it would have been like one, you know, <laughs> solid flavor of bad. Yeah, I don't know. But I felt compelled by it. It's tough. 
it's 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 tough because there are some of those we've even covered some of those movies where it's like oh you were so close you were just if you just did this or just mm-hmm. did that and it's like well which do you which which was worse honestly like making it a slightly better movie that makes it mid continuously or a slightly worse movie that makes it terrible but fun it's tough because i I think at the very least this movie doesn't commit the ultimate sin of being boring yeah yeah you know which so i think that is a saving grace and i think it were i'd rather i i like i said i enjoy the 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 stuff with the parents so i'm i'm cool with it but yeah so like the 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 fighting couple leaves ellie and thomas skedaddle with the kids and then again the, our two main characters, Zach and Margaret, they, like, walk over to the window and, like, look out and are like, I don't know. Because it turns out the cabins are, like, two feet from each other. Yeah, you know? they're, like, a football <laughs> field across. From, not even. And they're, like, 50 yards away yeah. from front door to front door. And so they're, like, waving goodbye to, like, their friends. And then the camera, like, pans out and there's, like, this green lightning storm that's happening. And then we just get this, like, Stranger Things neon green font. That says there's something wrong with the children, and then this other like fucking rocking song just kicks in, and it, I'm like, <laughs> I got, I got like unnecessarily pumped because I was like, oh, this, something's crazy shit's gonna happen in this movie. <clears throat> I was like, I, this feels this feels like Stranger Things crazy stuff happens in that show, you know? I was like, so <laughs> yeah, like so, I was so ready for for something like way more interesting. Um, but yeah, so we get the like wildest title card ever. Then we cut to the next day. Everyone's walking through the woods. The one girl... Going on a little hike. Yeah, I liked this part of the movie because I liked that the little girl... They, they establish, you know, some lore, right? Like, she she likes this one, like, weird tarot slash, like, Magic the Gathering card game. You yeah, know, where I she's, like, like, clearly uh, holding tarot cards, but they're also... They've got, like, power points and, like, shit on them. Like, mana yeah, costs some kind of goofy stuff. trading card game yeah. battler. But I like... But I like that, that they put, like, you know, I like when the writers go, like, the extra mile to, like, at least, fa- like, because she's, like, calling all the characters that she likes. She's like, oh, I like the Serpentine Lord, and I like, you know, and then she's ta- she's teaching the adults the rules later in the movie, like, and it's kind of fun. I like that, li- the little stuff that's, like, little world building, you know? It helps me latch on. This is one of the parts where I think, like, we see good child acting. Because, like, to me, this is very convincing of what someone, maybe not her age, but, like, close in age to her. Like, this is what happens. They get, like, hyper fixated on something. And then, like, you want to tell people about this. I I endure this problem as an adult. Yeah, yeah. We definitely do the same thing to each other, like, every day when we find a new fun thing that is meant to be enjoyed by 12-year-olds. Uh, the, so, but yeah, I, I like it. Um, and, and, but it makes sense that this is a good scene because they're just acting like children having fun, which is, I, I can't speak from experience, but I have to imagine that's not that difficult of an acting task when you are a child <laughs> having fun on set. Yeah. But the problems come from when they have to actually be, you know, haunting and scary. Um, but yeah, so the girl's walking through the wood, the, everybody's walking through the woods. Um, I think like, uh. Ellie, the 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 mother, asks like she she's like says things like uh like oh stop you know stop bothering them, but these two like don't seem that like perturbed by having to entertain a kid, which we'll learn like later in the movie. There's like yeah, they seem like good sports. Yeah, this movie like the whole, I like the little like you know there's some nuance here. They're like the the movie's alluding to like oh you know they're here. They don't have twelve year old children, but they're still here with like their friends. So there's like you know something to read into and this movie does try to like 
I don't know, comment on, like, I think at some point this movie was supposed to be about, like, the pressures that, like, society puts on married couples that don't have kids. Then they forgot that they were doing that at some point. Yeah, yeah, the framework (laughs) for that statement is definitely there. And, again, it feels like one of those things that we're somewhere along the lines are like, all right, we're done with this theme. Right, like, they, like, almost like somebody, like, some intern was, like, carrying, like, the three different drafts of the movie and then like like tri- like tripped over a power cord and all of the drafts got like jumbled together you know <laughs> and so they had to just figure out the best combination of pages and just give it to everybody but so we're heading through the woods and we're clearing a path through the shrub because for some reason they just decide to like go off the beaten path and like oh let's go over here let's go exploring and they're chopping their way with a machete through all Thomas this was Thomas was waiting for a chance to break out of that machete as as little underbrush as possible he was like if I see a leaf out of place I'm breaking out that knife <laughs> I know I know people like that we've all oh, we've yeah. all been with like we've all been hiking or camping there's always that one person who's like I can't wait to show off all my hunting stuff <laughs> or all my camping stuff um, but yeah, so they go off the beaten path, and then they stumble just upon this, like, I don't know, what is it, like a fucking coliseum or something? It's like an, it's like an abandoned warehouse or, like, prison? What is it? Yeah, it's some sort of weird structure. I, I don't think it's, like, any type of living quarters. It seems like it might have been, like... Could have been, like, a some- fort or maybe something? Uh, maybe or so- somewhere where they produced something. I don't know. It's a very, yeah, it's like... like- it's a very ambiguous building. It's just it's yeah. just bricks with a roof. I, I really couldn't tell you what this building was supposed to be for. But but it's like we get like a weird drone shot of it. It's like diamond shape. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre structure, but it's clearly just people built it with bricks. Like it's not like it's an alien structure or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is funny because like it also like they could have just made it a cave like they could easily just write it like oh we're gonna just like explore the mouth of this cave with the kids like why it's this weird building i don't know um but anyway so they all go into the building and then eventually uh, you know as they're (laughs) they're like walking through it it's like you know they only have the light from like the window from where they just came from and as they go deeper they just have their flashlights the kids just kind of start stumbling upon i think one of them finds like a bird's nest and the dad uh thomas is like He's like, hey, you know that if they start to smell like you, the parents won't like them. And I'm like, ah, I th- I think that's a myth. Like, I feel like that's like an urban legend that like. No, it's true. It's, it's is true. It? I, I really yeah, don't believe Especially that. for birds. No, birds are Scent notoriously bad with their no kids. Way, there's no way like an, animals have such good senses of smell. There's no way that they're going to be like, oh, this like one part of this animal smells like something else. Like, it's definitely not my kid anymore. Like. I feel like part. No, it's because we're stinky. It's because humans are gross and stinky. I don't know. I really, I got, I gotta do more research into it because I always felt when I was a kid that it was true, but in my adulthood, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't buy that anymore. But anyway, so they <laughs> find like the they find this bird's nest, the one kid, and then the girl finds like just she's like, oh no, the mom's dead too. She's over here and just just fucking like stomping on it, and all the parents have to say is, hey, stop kicking dead things. And I'm like, is this like a normal behavior for your kids? That's also the weird part of this movie is the kids start acting weird way before the encounter, the weird thing that I thought was supposed to be making them weird. I think the, I think the problem, I think one of the big problems is we, we, they set up the parents for me too well, where they 
underdeveloped the kids. Like, we don't know anything about the kids aside from the weird card game that she likes to play, which is not a personality trait. That's just a thing she likes to do. If we could have extended that first night where we like it, yeah, meet introduced the kids a everybody, bit more. show me the kids like interacting with adults and being normal. Like, I, that's great that they're all running around and playing together, but like, I need to see them talking to the adults and the adults being like, "Hey, normal kid, totally, yeah, normal jokes and right." Because you're right, you're right. Because the kids are never normal in this movie. Even before they're, like, you know, I don't know, infected or infested. Whatever happens. We'll get to it. But, like, whatever happens to them, they they barely act any different because they're already behaving like freaks. Stomping on dead birds. Playing Magic the Gathering. We all know what freaks that makes people. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, Eric. Look what it did to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they end up, like, the kids kind of get, like, mesmerized and pulled you know, pulled, like, you know, metaphorically towards, uh, like, this just hole. It's just it, yeah, an endless like, hole that they look down. It's like and they're like, oh, that's pit. <laughs> but it's not like, that's another thing. It's such a boring, like, centerpiece of the movie, right? Because this hole should be, like, the focal point of the weirdness. And it's just kind of, like, off in a corner. You know, there's no, like, ceremony to it. Like, it just feels... Like, make it, like, a well in the middle of, like, a big room. Like, make it really, like, o- ominous or something. But it's not even that. It's, like, you could miss it so easily. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just a weird staging because they have to, like, crawl it is very through, like, bizarre a, a open, like, brick, like, hole in the wall to, like, find it. But they all kind of take turns peering down into it and uh, they throw a rock in. Oh, yeah, they to test the the classic, you know... Just toss a rock in, and we're gonna listen for the echo. Spoiler: There's no echo. Um, and then no splash, no splash, no echo, no clonking. Uh, so then the the kids like walk over to it, and they like get all like hypnotized, and they like just kind of point at it, <laughs> like like they're from The Shining or something. And uh, their noses start to bleed. We get we get a very subtle uh, little glint of green in their eyes too as they're yeah. looking down into it. Yeah, not unlike how the vampires look in <laughs> Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass that Zach Guilford played in and also be him. They do the same effect. They do the literally the same exact effect as Midnight Mass. Oh, you're right. They do have those glowy eyes. So this is the second time this guy has that effect digitally applied to his eyes in, in a few years, which is also funny. Um, and then, so now we cut back to what is possibly like one of the dumbest scenes and most like we waste minutes of screen time on 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 a nothing scene that doesn't add to the characters, doesn't add to the movie, doesn't add anything. All it does. So we, we get back. Everyone, the, the four parents are just drinking beers, uh, sitting around like this shitty wooden bench that is in between their two cabins. The kids are running yeah, around in the background. It's a shitty outdoor camp table. It's a shitty, it's scraped and drawn on, and it's got probably tons of gum underneath. Like, it's a, it's a garbage table. The kids are running around in the background, uh, and they're just like, the, the adults are just chatting, and then Thomas pulls out a beer to give to uh, somebody, 
and he like just you know does the normal like he just like pops the the cap off on the table you know like puts it against the lip and then you know hits it we've all seen it done but like <laughs> very cool guy very Ben's, cool guy move yeah but at this point everybody can do it so it's not really that impressive like but <laughs> but apparently uh, I, I guess i'm wrong because ben goes whoa how did you do that <laughs> it's like he he's so he's so excited about it and the guy uh thomas is like oh it's, it's you know you just you know just put it on here and you like put some force on it. here i'll show you you know just do it like this and then we get like I, I, like again the scene is like two full minutes long of just like ben like trying and failing to open the bottle on this thing and the and like the the fucking wives are like watching this happen and they're kind of having their own conversation which also is about nothing uh like eventually ben gets it and it's not very he hurts his hand almost he's like ow i hurt my hand on it but i got it you know and, yeah, and he but then it a few times but that's where the scene that's the that's the scene what did that add to the movie <laughs> one thing i picked up you know on my second watch through here is that is is like a joke that you wouldn't get unless you've seen the movie and then went back to this scene because you're obviously not going to remember any dialogue from this scene so you have to actually rewatch it to like find any humor in it cuz later we find out like in 2 seconds we're going to find out that Ellie and Thomas had like a foursome with two other friends of the of the group yeah, they did a little wife swap situation. Um, so they all know each other. They did a little. They did a little little wife swap, little husband swap. But we find out that like, uh, Ellie and the other dude like were like hardcore like Pornhub style fucking, and then the other two were just kind of like sitting in the corner, like kind of vaguely canoodling. I think is the word she uses. So like, basically, sh- she uh, like Ellie had like crazy sex and and like basically forced thomas to watch it although it's not you know she didn't do anything wrong he's in he's in the wrong here but (laughs) um but but it's a point of contention in the marriage now because he feels some kind of way about the fact that like this impromptu like foursome happened but what i'm getting at here is in this scene uh, Thomas goes to like crack open another beer on the thing and Ellie goes why would you do that on somebody else's furniture it's rude and then he goes yeah it is yeah yeah. so like he's making like a remark (laughs) about like her fucking this other guy somebody else's furniture (laughs) like but it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't understand the context of that comment until later in the movie well after we've forgotten this whole scene Ben and Margaret are sitting right next to each other and the other two are kind of like a, a ways true a they ways are di- away. there's quite clearly some distance between like we don't need to know more about their situation like i already I, know well, they don't like each other like well i on. did like <laughs> i i well you know i liked it it just felt weird to be like i don't know i i think they were a little too subtle in this scene but also you didn't need this scene if you were going to immediately go in like if you were going to tease us and then later in the movie explain what the actual problem was then that scene i guess can stay but that scene's pointless if we're going to immediately cut to both like men and women talking to each other about the problems and explaining the problems like you can't like there's no point in alluding to something and then like a, a second later like revealing it you know like yeah <laughs> just just reveal it then and just skip the uh, alluding part 
because that scene ate up three minutes of the movie that you could have like I don't know had one bug creature show up, and then we spent ten minutes talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but so yeah, can, we so so we find out they that split the, up from the, there, right? Yeah, they, that's, uh, this is where we get the thing where we find out about the the foursome because the two wives split up and you know Ellie reveals the shit to to Margaret. And it's funny, we do get, like, some kind of clever editing where, like, these two are talking about group sex, but the other two, the men, are talking about having children, and the dialogue sort of, like, lines up as they cut between the two, which I thought was very funny. Because, like, she says, like, oh, you know, we had a foursome. And then we cut to the guys, and he's like, so how do you, the other guy's like, well, so how do you feel about it? He's like, you know, well, we've talked about it, but, uh... You know, I don't know if we're ready, but they're talking about having kids, not having a foursome. Yeah. You know, yeah. which, so there's some fun, there's some fun editing there, which I thought was like, oh, we're, we're back to the good, the movie's doing good stuff now. <clears throat> it's, this movie's just a real roller coaster for me. So the girls are inside explaining the weird uh, group sex situation. The guys are outside talking about kids. And uh, Ben is like, I don't want kids. Kids are great. Not yeah, it's you know there's there's some like turmoil between Ben and Margaret about you know who decided not to have kids, who does want kids, who doesn't want kids. I think we learned that like Ben did want them, but Margaret didn't. But now Margaret is like, well, I don't want to you know make him not have kids, and like you know, so it's like it's it's all just if people would just have conversations with each other, <laughs> you know, like honestly instead of like, yeah, if. if- both of these couples just like communicated like uh, a smidge more like they'd be they'd be fine one one single therapist could do wonders for this whole movie um but yeah so we get like the scene also thomas is like like definitely this is what i was talking about earlier because thomas is definitely being that guy or that person who like is putting super pressure on you to have kids just because like you have them you know Mm-hmm. Like I have kids. Yeah, he has kids, so now he's like, "Why are you having? Everyone should. You have. To They're have amazing. Kids. Why don't you? What kind of freak doesn't have kids? We, we get a, you know a little hint of like a theme, maybe. Uh, and so then I think like after the two couples, you know, have their little dish sesh. Um, Ellie says like she she wants to have like some alone time with Tom to try to like work work out their like sexual issues. And so that night they're all about out by the campfire and then eventually Margaret goes, "Oh, hey, it's getting pretty late, but uh we were kind of thinking, why don't you have the kids stay with us?" And Ellie like gives her like a wink like, "Thanks, thanks." And then she like steals the whole bottle of wine as they go back into their <laughs> apartment. And I just, it was just like a funny interaction. I like the the when they're all being friends I think this movie does it like really shines. I think like the characters all play the adults all play off each other very well. Mm-hmm. There's like some cute little like you know just like facial moments like between like a lot of the characters that are good. Um, so some yeah, good like, Ellie steals yeah. the wine. Um, Zach is also playing with these fucking what are they devil sticks? Devil I sticks. You guys, when we were watching this movie, everybody was talking about these sticks like everybody had them. I have never even laid eyes on this toy. This is this is uh, uh, one of those toys that they invented to keep kids from masturbating because it is essentially just juggling with a, an object that shouldn't be juggled. This is just one of those weird Christian toys that they're like, yeah, let's just give it to the kids. They'll they'll take to it like a fushigi. But it's using three different phalluses instead of just masturbating your one phallus. 
it's i mean look the sticks the sticks don't make god angry so that's why they're doing the devil sticks <laughs> okay that makes well you know what if he's if he's chill then i guess we're all right um yeah so ben is like playing with the devil sticks he's trying to teach the kid the kid like sucks at them and ben is like well, I was the Devil Stick champion back in my high school, and so he's like, "I'm the awesome fucking Devil Stick's prodigy. I'm Look the fucking how good. I am Elvis um, Presley is Devil and Sticks." What, so what they're what they're doing? I understand what that little scene was for because it's to show that the kid sucks at Devil Sticks. Ben's good at Devil Sticks. Later in the movie, when the kid starts to act really weird, suddenly the kid is really good at Devil Sticks, and Ben is like, "There's no way that kid could be that good at Devil Sticks." And I'm like, "Could we not have picked like a, I don't know." more interesting or relatable thing yeah. for this kid. A more or relatable or, or accessible like, like, toy. <laughs> like, like, it totally is believable that if that kid just like stayed up late practicing this, he could have gotten it by the next day. It's not a difficult like thing. Like, may- make it something like really wild. Like, maybe he's super strong now. Or like, you know, something that is like <laughs> to show that they're, they're like these kids are fucked up somehow. You know, but other just being good at devil stakes does not wouldn't make me be like oh, he's got to be a bug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So then, so the two parents uh, they leave, uh, and then yeah, Ellie and Thomas go home. Uh, Thomas ben, pretty quickly gets the message. He's like, oh, we yeah, he's like time. ready. Oh, we're gonna bone. Are, yeah, yeah, okay, we're we're gonna do it. Um, then the Thomas and or, or Ben and Margaret, they bring in the kids. Also, this girl uh, is like an interesting like costume choice for a lot of the movie. She's wearing this like fuzzy as fuck. It must be cold. If it's not cold there, then I can't even imagine wearing this thing. This thing is like a fleece, like a, a full like huge fleece red sweater with this big hoodie that has these huge devil horns on it. And I'm like, it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't dress up your creepy kid as a demon, like, even before anything actually happens to her. Like, it's like, all right, if we didn't already know this was... If the movie wasn't already titled, there's something wrong <laughs> yeah. with the children. I was say, you know? If the title of the movie wasn't <laughs> enough to give it away, like, yeah. Let's just pour it on with this costume. Very heavy-handed on the design choice. But uh, so we cut back to Margaret and Ben and the kids. They're playing that weird tarot demon card game. They're, she's explaining the rules. The girl's explaining the rules to them. Uh, halfway through playing the game, the girl and the kid, the girl and the boy, they start to act weird. Like the kid starts speaking Spanish, which is not weird for him, but he's like repeating like the certain phrases like over and over again. Basically, uh, uh, Ben starts to get weirded out and the girl is like, oh, he just wants to go back to the 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 hole in the ground that they found earlier in the movie but they call it the place that shines what the fuck and i'm like what does that mean like it, it it's just it's just weird because there's like is there's like the shining in their eyes that happens but like that doesn't happen in the pit when we look at it like where did you get this information from i i you know whatever but the so the kids start to act weird, and then eventually, you know, I think everyone goes to bed for the night. Um, ben and Margaret, I, I think, have like a little heart to heart or something. You know, I, I think they're like sort of doing what we suggested and trying to work out their you know issues. Well, 
they pretty much they sit down and they're like what is ben is like what is up with thomas and ellie they're like at each other's throats yeah, yeah. like what is going on like do you think like oh right and she spills yeah the beans. she's kind of he's kind of trying to insinuate like damn like is this what having kids does to you because that looks like it sucks and she's like well i know something you don't know yeah she goes no it's not the kids it's the it's the orgy this is where they start to have their heart to heart because they sit down and the you know she asks him pretty much point blank like hey like do you want kids yeah. and he's he's like he kind of flips it back on her he's like oh i thought we you know you already made that decision like for yeah. us right he's so like, I don't she, really think this it's is where we find fit. out that margaret decided you know it wasn't gonna work um also later it Oh, well, I'll get to it later. We'll skip that. Um, but yeah, so uh, also I like that, like, she's just clearly, you know, she's got her little vape pen, you know, she's just chilling out. She's really here to party this weekend. Honestly, all of these adults are pretty much on party time. Ellie's like drinking gin and tonic on the, on the, on at the... like 8 a.m. Oh yeah. When they went on their like morning walk, she was like, yeah, yeah she's you got want like this a thermos, thermos a th- a, like a, like gallon thermos. I have to presume is filled with gin and tonic, which you know what? I really appreciate it. I, Ellie, Ellie's my kind of my kind of lady. Margaret and Ben, uh, they're out by the fire after they put the kids to sleep, and they're ripping this vape, and they're drinking beer and wine. They're getting a little too deep into this. Are we gonna have kids? Conversation, I think, for this evening. Yeah, but it's but the scene is really nice though because it feels the chemistry between the two is nice, but strained. Like it doesn't feel like it's perfect, which is good, you know. For the for the relationship in this movie, uh, the lighting is really good. Like it just it's a good looking movie, which is crazy that it's so bad. <laughs> like it's like it, it was so it had lots of things going for it. Not enough, just not enough things. Not not writing. You really need you really need to hammer that in before you get going. Um, and then so we cut to the next morning. The two wake up, they're getting ready, you know, making coffee in the kitchen, whatever. Uh, Margaret's texting Ellie. Um, she says something about having, like, you know, she's got a hangover. She says, like, oh, kiss the kids good morning for me. Then Margaret, like, goes to kiss the kids good morning. And she, like, opens the door to their room in the cabin, and she sees that they're not there. This sequence, this sort of, like, the, the the where's the kids sequence yeah the where's the kid like dread I, I think this movie does it really well like i think all of the ca- like these two characters uh margaret and and ben i think they do a really good job of like being worried but not too worried at, at first because at first you're like you everybody like is you're never gonna like i, I don't know I, I feel like you're not gonna think the kids are dead, you know? You're just like, oh, well, we're, you know, their parents are 10 feet from us. Maybe they, you know, woke up earlier than us, went outside to play, went out to go back into their cabin with their family, or like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think what they capture the best is the that kind of feeling of denial that sets in, where they're like, oh, well, they gotta be around here somewhere, and then they keep looking, and they're like, well, they have, they have to be here somewhere, and then they're yes. like, oh, where the fuck are the kids? Oh my god, like, where yeah. are the kids? Like, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, this I think this might be one of the more, like, compelling parts of the movie for me. I really do think that they sell it really well. I, and I've, like, we've, we haven't experienced this exact thing, but this sort of, like, slow onset of dread as, like, something is unfolding to you, I think we've happened to, to a, some degree or another, you know, to ourselves in during life. 
So like yeah. I, I and I think this movie does a really good job of like making you like uh like really worried and it just builds up and builds up because like you know they check the room and then they check outside and then you know suddenly you know cuz at first Ben's not as worried as Margaret is and then Margaret's like I can't fucking find them like I can't find them anywhere and then Ben like starts to get an inkling he's like oh shit like I, what if they went back to that place? Because like, he was the one who noticed that they were being weird at the hole earlier. Yeah, and at the night before when they're like, oh, we want to go back to the place that shines. He's like, wait, what? What? No, that's a terrible idea. Why would we do yeah, that? He, he's the one who sort of clocked it more than everybody else. Um, and so then he suddenly like gets the idea like, oh, maybe they left and went back to that fucking hole. And so he but he doesn't say that out loud. He's like, oh. I think I have an idea. And then he just like books it. Like doesn't even tell Margaret like what he's thinking. He's just like, I gotta go. Uh, and so he like makes a mad dash through the woods. He gets just out of eyesight and he just fucking takes off. He's like, okay, just going to look for the kids. No problem. No big deal. And there's like, yeah. and also like spliced into here are like the normal like videographers shots. And then we'll just cut to like a weird, the camera, like Sam Raimi like sticks his hands into the editorial lab and takes the camera and starts to go whoa <laughs> like, just paper and, airplanes that thing all over the place <laughs> yeah dude it's crazy the camera just starts like it it is like the spirit of Raimi has wrestled the camera for control of this movie um and so yeah Ben like sprints to the woods uh you know snap cut to him he's made his way back to like the the weird building uh, and lo and behold, he finds the two kids standing like right, like peering right over the edge of this uh, hole. And I don't remember if they do they say something creepy. No, he's like trying to get them to come away from the hole and he's like slowly getting closer. And then they're like the place that shines. And he's like, all right, well, why don't you come down from there? That's a terrible place to be. Yeah. Please get down here right now. And they're like, yeah. okay, bye. And they just like fucking lean in and head and then just, first yeah, dive they, right yeah, they into just, the pit. They nosedive into this pit. And it, and this is where I I knew he, he you know, I, I saw Midnight Mass. I know this guy can pull out a performance. His, this is the most convincing thing in this movie. His like reaction to watching yeah. two children commit suicide it is so convincing and like powerful it it should just be removed from this movie and put into a better movie. Yeah, he like <laughs> pretty much immediately goes into a state of shock and like yeah, is immediate just shock. Like, he's like what throwing the fuck up. Do I it's, even do? It's he he sells it so good. But this is the same level of performance that he's giving like when he was the character in Midnight Mass after he like killed the girl drunk driving. You know, same level of dedication, and it just he sells it so well. And I just I wish. It, we could get him in other stuff that like could support it better. Um, but he really does. He sells it here. Um, he's so like shocked by this and he leaves, you know, the cave eventually. And he's just kind of like stumbling through the woods. Just, he's like, so he's so like broken by, by the shock of watching these two kids die. Um, and like, he keeps getting phone calls from Margaret that he just keeps ignoring. And we cut back to her and she's like, what are you, answer fucking phone like she's pissed at him not knowing that he's had like the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to him like happen <laughs> and she's like fucking asshole won't answer his fucking 
Yeah. <laughs> She's like, all right, well, they're, they're not back yet. Uh, you know, our friends are going to be awake any minute now. I'm like, fuck, uh, just answer your phone. Oh, and she's full. But she's she's doing what I would totally do, though, is because she's on on like full damage control where she's like, oh, the kids are fine. They're just still sleeping. You know, she's like totally banking on like, we'll find them and they'll be chill. <laughs> like, she, I, I would totally do the same thing. Just lie through my teeth about losing these kids. um but also the kids the the we'll get to it uh, in a second but like the the parents are very mad at these two about losing the kids it's not their fault like if you're babysitting kids and everybody goes to sleep for the night and then the kids sneak out it's not the babysitter's fault like what are we supposed to like fucking barricade the children in it is a hundred percent their fault. I no. disagree. Yes, no. your one job was to watch the kids while we go have good, put the marriage back together. No. Sex. The and social they contract fuck it up. is the social contract is that you, if you're asking someone to babysit your kids, you've tamed your kids enough so that like once they go to sleep, the other people stay up a couple hours. Go, all right, it's been a few hours and they're still asleep. Now we can go to sleep. Because what you're implying is that if you babysit for children, you're not allowed to sleep because you have to monitor that room. No, it's not that you don't have to sleep, but it's it, they, they, these two probably shouldn't have slept in as late as I think I would. I think I'd probably get up and immediately go check and see if the kids are okay. But anyway, so Margaret is like just sort of like holding out hope <laughs> that, that Ben's going to find these kids. Um he, we get these crazy shots, like these fisheye lenses of him walking through the woods, where it's like, whoa, this is what this is what vision's like when you're traumatized. He eventually finally does answer her phone call because I think he's getting close enough that he's like, I just gotta fucking answer her, and he starts to say that like they they're dead, you know, that they jumped in the pit. But before he can really get everything out, um, Margaret is like walking towards the center of the campground and. Like, the whole movie, like, slows down, and Ellie, like, comes out of the cabin, and then the two kids come, like, running out, and, like, we get a little, like, um, musical, like, score riff, uh, and, like, the camera starts going fucking wild, like, wrapping around the characters. It's actually pretty cool, because it spins around the main character, Margaret, like, a bunch, and then, like, locks into place, like, with her in the foreground, and then, like, Ben in the in the background, um, and he's, like shot because i actually actually now that i think about it i think this is the shot that was green at the beginning of the movie yeah this is this is the (laughs) shot from the beginning that was in the the green filter it's just slow-mo the kids are totally fine they ran out of their parents cabin and now they're just running around the table between the two cabins and ben is shook ben is fucking so confused He's like, what the fuck is going on? I watched them jump into the hole. He comes over and meets up with Ellie and Margaret, and they're kind of just Margaret's trying to very uh dude she casually is, be like, she Isn't is, it great? I, I, last night was awesome. The kids yeah. were so good, right? And he's like, Right. And she is yeah, just what? she's pulling the me, she's lying through her teeth. She's like, Oh, I was just telling them how like the kids told us they were going back to their, you know, ha- cabin, and we definitely didn't not know where they were. <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, I solid solid coverage from from Margaret. I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so now Ellie and Thomas though look like they've rekindled a little bit of uh, magic. 
they're, they're you know they're 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 cuddling a bit and it seems like they yeah they're they're did hugging some work. she's kind of like they're a, a wash in the afterglow of boning mm-hmm. all night but like again like ben is like freaking out and he's just like st- just staring daggers at these kids we get like a line where the one kid is like mommy why is ben staring at me and then all the people are like Ooh. yeah ben turns <laughs> like, around they do, and like, all they do like a home improvement you know and they're all look at him and it's like you i expected like a studio audience laugh to like come out it was like so like <laughs> but he goes in and does you know the classic oh, washing my face will make my mental condition you know uh, where subside. does this trope come from i've never once thrown water in my face and been like ah oh, uh, the soothing the soothing sensation of water splashing against my face has calmed me and made it so that I can think clearly. Never, you, never you know in my what? life. I've I've done it once only because I was like, people do this in movies. It'll make me feel better, and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I, I I learned it from movies, and then I did it. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. They're liars. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking liars. I, all I did was become wet and then i had to you know dry, dry myself now off. now i have anxiety and i'm also wet yeah, which is anxiety inducing most of the time i i only like to be wet in the approved scenarios you know <laughs> it's a you have to you have to file a whole petition with me if you're going to introduce a new place to be wet oh boy it's tough i'm a very i'm a very like uh te- texture oriented person Moist is not a texture I appreciate a lot of the time. I don't I don't mind I don't mind the wet, but I will say <laughs> if I'm out somewhere and it's raining and I get rain on my hands, I do feel very unhappy. Fair. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why I don't know it what is it that is way. <laughs> Basically what follows for a while now is just these two children being super weird only in the vicinity of Ben. So, like, they're purposefully trying to, like, make him seem like he's crazy by, like, doing stuff and then pretending to be normal or, like, you know, showing him that they're going to do something mean and then when he goes to stop it, everyone's like, what are you fucking with the children for? Like, there's, like, a scene where they're all sitting around a fire and um, Lucy and Spencer are the names of the kids. I don't know if we've even said their names. Um over the course of this whole thing but so like lucy goes to she like grabs like i don't know like a is it an arrow or like a fire poker or something and she's gonna like fire poker for she's gonna like fire pit yeah she's gonna like stab she's like standing over margaret or maybe ellie and she's like standing over them like she's gonna stab them and then you know ben sees it and he's like oh no don't do it and then, like, the girl stops, and everyone's like, what are you freaking out about? And he's like, he goes, oh, uh, nothing. I just want to see if anyone wanted a beer. And I remember when we were watching the movie, it really made me laugh, because I was like, imagine if you were all just sitting around a campfire, <laughs> and somebody just goes, blah, 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 blah. oh, sorry, I just meant, um, yeah. Do you want a beer? Do you want a beer? Do you need a cold I, one? <laughs> that's how I, you know, that's just what I do when I when I'm offering to get anybody drinks i just scream loudly in everybody's face before and to get the attention <laughs> you know um but then there's like another scene where um thomas and ben are sitting like a, at the 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 table 
like the little um shitty bench and he uh the, the uh lucy is like pouring him a beer you know and it's really it's really funny because he she like does the little like thing that we did in that one scene that was purposeless earlier where she like cracks the beer open on the table and her mom goes i, I do like this mom energy where she was like hey lucy that was inappropriate but pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. I like that mom energy who's like, I like that you, I don't like that you're opening that beer, but I love that you're opening that beer, you know? <laughs> but we also, we have this, uh, we, we start to learn a little bit more about Ben. Ben kind of removes himself from all the activities outside because he's like really spinning his fucking gears. He's starting to freak out. He's like, I saw them go over the edge. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, Margaret picks up on him, you know, kind of, isolating himself in the cabin for a moment so she goes to check up on him and this is where we start to learn that he's got some some issues he's got some mental health issues he's <clears throat> prescribed lithium which right. i believe is a mood stabilizer it is yes but i think i mean I, I you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make any claims about what lithium does or doesn't do um but i don't think it would bring you to like this level of hallucination no i think his condition is what brings him to that level of hallucination i think uh i don't know if it's prescribed for Mm. um schizophrenia but like we learned that he's had some episodes in the past um caused him to like lose jobs and stuff yeah yeah that have really messed with his life so I, I think that whatever he has it causes him to create connections between unrelated events and he kind of spirals out he, as a result of He has of like those a paranoia things. thing going on. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is far you're you're at like this is like the 40 minute mark in this movie. Far too late to introduce this twist. Like you have to like show that he's taking lithium in the first like 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah, I I don't mind that first night. That first night when they all it. go to bed, if you just show him get they're getting ready for bed, yeah, it, it takes what, ten that's... seconds to show him getting ready. He takes a he takes one of his lithium pills and puts it down. You show you know the label next to the camera. Doesn't take any time at all, but you establish that there's something else at play. You can't just throw in the mental health thing forty minutes in. I, I think the night before this, before the kids went missing, I think as they're going to bed, I think that's the time that we see maybe like, you know, because their conversation oh, yeah. didn't go super well about the kids. So maybe they go to bed and she kind of goes to bed early and he might, you know, like take a moment for himself in the bathroom to take right. his meds. I think that's the time to do it. I would accept that. So, or maybe they get drunk and he forgets to take his meds, something. Oh, yeah. You know, if, yeah, even if you have a line of like, oh, did you, you know, we got pretty wasted last night. Did you take your medicine? Because that would have been relatable and like made sense. Because then you're like, oh, he's on medicine. What kind of medicine? Is it it because he didn't take it or he's taking too much? You know, like then you can throw in like some, see, you're already writing a better movie. So, Ben is inside and he's trying, he's desperately trying to kind of like figure out what's going on in a way that he can relate it to uh, Margaret so that he doesn't look crazy because he's already like on edge and he's like, "Uh, you know, where'd you find the kids? And she's like, well, they just came right up out of uh, their parents' cabin. I guess they (laughs) might have, you know, gone over there in the morning. And he's like, 
no, that can't be them. I went to the thing out in the woods, and they were there, and they threw themselves in, and uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they, they left. I don't, I don't know what happened, but like those, yeah, I, I saw them fall. I saw them fall into the pit, and now they're being fucking weird. And, um, I, I you know, I, I think that, I, again, I think this does the characters do a good job of like. Like, Margaret isn't the the super, like, tropey, you know, unbelieving significant other. You know, she, like, understands that he's got, like, some issues, but she also isn't like, you're crazy, you know? Like, she's try- She's also clearly trying to navigate something, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of on his side, but also kind of like, Ugh. like, listen, I understand, but there's, like, a degree, like, you're ve- there's a line, and you're definitely going to cross it in 15 minutes, but, like... Like, you know, she's kind of, like, conflicted about it all. Um, yeah, she she tries to at least be sensitive about, like, his condition. Yeah, but she's I think, also, which I think is very like, relatable. So, yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think she's like, hey, dude, like, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. What the reality is is the kids are here and they're fine. So, like... Whatever you're picking yeah, up so let's on, get over it. Doesn't seem doesn't seem good. Yeah. Uh, and so after they have their little confrontation in their room, um, there's like a, uh, spliced throughout these scenes. You know, are uh, Lucy and Spencer. You know, just kind of like, <laughs> like just popping up to scare the shit out of Ben. You know, they do it. They do it multiple times. Um, the kids at some point get like a hand of the of his medicine right like his lithium yeah so like he goes into the bathroom after his conversation with margaret and he's checking out his pills and i think he takes them and then she pops up uh right behind him and scares the shit out of him and then the kid is in the window and he draws uh, like a smiley face but with an x's for eyes which we all know means you're gonna die I mean, we learned that first grade. Oh, yeah. Excise, dead. Yeah, excise, you're dead. That's a threat. Where does that come from? It doesn't even make sense. Um, well, I think is it... I don't know. <laughs> so don't lie to me now. Don't, <laughs> don't just make something up for no reason. I don't know. Ask, ask fucking the guy who made Bugs Bunny. He knows. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> um, then we cut, you know, after that. This is when we get the scene where we're all sitting around the fire and Lucy has the fire poker and she you know, threatens one of the women uh, and <laughs> Ben tries to stop it. And they're like, Ben, why are you being so weird? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go over here and sit with, with Thomas. And then so they, funny. they sit down and he's trying to keep an eye on the kids. And he's being the, very this, shady. Oh, he's super creepy. And uh, Thomas is kind of starting to pick up on like, hey, what do you got going on? Nothing. And, uh, <laughs> the the kid comes over and tries to offer him some snacks. He's like, "Oh, hey Ben, why don't you try one of these? Have some of this." <laughs> and he looks into the bag, and the bag is full of like chips. Oh, and, it's like, Doritos and, and cockroaches and beetles. Yeah, and then you know he's like, "Oh, ew, get it away from me! No way! No, why would I? Ew, gross!" And then everyone's kind of like, "Hey, are you all right? Like, it's just it's chips. Like, you good?" And he looks back, and there's no bugs. And this right, is the it's point like where I was like, "How do they? Wh- how do the kids 
Well, right, like, right. Because fuck so up this his is psyche. How does this work? Right. So this is the sequence because it's like like we, like we said earlier the like fire poker part and like the this like bugs in the chips sequence and then so what happens right after that is um the girl lucy goes to pour a beer for her dad and it's funny because the 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 characters are like that's actually a pretty good pour you know um but the little kid uh spencer he he's like wiggling the empty pill bottle at ben like i guess trying to say that like we've put all of your lithium in one beer and then we're gonna feed it to our dad which I guess would kill him. I don't really know what excess lithium does. Does it kill you? I have no idea. I don't know either. I'm assuming. <laughs> Can't be but, good. Because so, the idea is that, like, you know, now there's, like, this, like, beer, like, there's, like, a, you know, an entire bottle of lithium in this beer. And, like, Ben, like, smacks it out of the girl's hands right as he's around, right as the Thomas is about to grab it. And everyone's like, what the fuck? But it's all, but then he, like, looks because the kid Spencer showed him. In the empty bottle of lithium. Like, oh, we put all your lithium in there. But then he looks, he like goes, show me the bottle! And like starts to wrestle the bottle from the kid's hands and everyone's freaking out at him. But then the yeah, bottle Yeah, he's trying full. to prove to everyone that the kids are fucking with him. So he's like got his hands on he the He literally you know, the says, son, they're, they're fucking to... with me! He like screams. Like now he's looking really crazy. But yeah, he pulls the bottle and the bottle's full. You know? This is so... to me where he looks like Dennis. I'm like, he, he's got like this weird like, <laughs> you know puffy eye it's like when dennis gets sick <laughs> like you ever see that episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's but like all cr- clammy and he's but- sweating and he's screaming <laughs> and he's freaking out he's all manic but yeah but but the thing about this is like is he crazy you know quote crazy i don't i don't like obviously it's not crazy but like is he having an episode or is he not you know and is there actually something supernatural happening it like the movie isn't concerned enough about that plot. Like it, it again, it's the same thing where it's like they, f- it's a different draft of the movie where like turns out it was it was all in his mind the whole time. That draft got thrown out, but somehow pages slipped in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they drop this whole idea of like is he crazy? Like they drop it immediately after this scene. I mean it. I- because no, he's not crazy. They're bug kids. It serves like, to show that, like, it, to the other characters, that like, oh, you know, like he might have some reasons why he's kind of unraveling. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't it, add it up just, enough. No, it, yeah, it, like I understand why you would. I, I can understand the the writing direction. Like why, like they they needed maybe like a little bit more ambiguity, uh, for the characters. But like this, just it just feels tacked on and like kind of like insensitive because like they yeah, already like had almost yeah yeah because they like already had like a mission statement like that they tr- claimed that they were going for which was like we're gonna explore you know the idea of how it, you know couples are f- faced with like excess pressure to have kids and that's what this movie is about but now they're like oh but this movie is also about the stigma of mental health and what you know taking medication for mental health but but then they're like immediately like, but now you never mind we didn't want to talk about that like it's 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 like they're hopping between themes almost and that that's like a big failure for the movie yeah it just falls short yeah it just it feel it rings really i don't know icky and just like not thought out 
to me. Like, I, I, I would have been cool if the whole movie was based around, like, if the stuff this guy is experiencing is real or not. But you needed to, like, make basically a different movie. You just needed to make Shutter Island. That's all it is. Love <laughs> You're trying to go for that Shutter Island is crazy better movie. not thing. And better movie. I mean, way better movie. But <laughs> it, it just... I don't know. I feel like we've beaten the horse to death. Like it's just, it's just not there. Like the you missed yeah. a couple, missed a couple steps. Yeah, but I mean, basically, this is where the movie turns because this, for me, is uh, like basically when we we I think we get one more really solid performance from this movie and then it's over with. Because so this conference, this whole like scenario leads to this big confrontation between the couples, right? Like where everybody's secrets are laid bare. Everything's thrown out on the table. Like, you know, they, they throw out how they're all aware of Ben's mental health and he feels, you know, betrayed and cut. And so he like talks about how the only reason they're in this situation is because like the kids disappeared because they were watching them because they had to like repair their like foursome relationship, you know, and everybody gets like super bitter and, and like upset and like, the whole thing, it, like, it is the most, like, relationship destruction I've ever seen, like, happen in 20 seconds. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, the thing is, they never <laughs> give us exactly why uh, the two women are friends, but, like, that's how these couples know each other, is, like, right. through, through the wives. And, like, they just go fucking scorched earth. They like, really I, do. I, they... they She's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, your husband's fucking crazy. He lost his job because he can't take his pills on time. And then they're like, oh, yeah, well, the only reason I had issues this morning was because we lost your kids because we had to watch your kids so that you guys could fix your shitty marriage because you're too busy fucking the neighbors. Yeah, it's crazy. They they, they let it out, like, with no... And it's funny because fucking Ellie is upset at um, Margaret... I guess because Margaret told her husband about the whole scenario, but I'm like, unless you start the conversation with, and you can't even tell your husband, you have to assume that he's going to learn every single thing you said. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not even a husband wife thing. Like I feel like once a relationship progresses past like a certain number of months, maybe a year, like you just have to assume that like, if you're telling something to somebody, their significant other is going to know about it. That's just how gossip works. Yeah, that's just how it works. Like that's just the that's just how relationship dynamics are. Like you you can tell somebody a secret, but you have to assume you're telling two people a secret a lot of the time. <laughs> like that you might not be saying it directly to the other person, but that other person's going to know. Yeah. But she's so I think she's unnecessarily upset about it, you know? Like she's she's way super upset that like the way they're acting is that like she's upset that she told him and it's like all right you gotta chill out but yeah like like you said scorched earth for sure on these two relationships like these these people even if nothing else supernatural happened for the rest of the movie these two couples are probably never gonna talk again right like the level of animosity that comes out is like why would you go on vacation with people if you were also like prepared and like emotionally uh i i guess unhinged enough to just fucking nuke the whole social situation i can imagine a scene like prior to the events of the movie where like ellie and thomas are like 
getting ready for the trip and Thomas is like and if I hear anything from those two I'm just gonna go nuclear on them you know just like like that dude was prepped to just like implode the the universe around this couple these couples just decimate each other they go to separate cabins and like fucking Ben is having this existential crisis where he's like there's a shot of him where his pills are just the only thing on a black coffee table in front of him and he's just got his like hands like covering his face and he's like oh shit my brain (laughs) oh shit my brain um my fucking brain man oh shit my fucking brain uh and then I don't know where I don't know where Margaret is during this scene, but like the <laughs> the fucking like cabin door like slides open magically, and then like the two kids are in the house, but they don't enter from where the door opened. They're just already in there, you know, because they're spooky kids now. Um, and the one boy Spencer, he like puts like a candy in his mouth. I I'm a, I don't know what kind of candy, like something. I'm gonna speak from my own experience, probably a lifesaver because I've choked this shit out of myself with those many times when I was a kid Um, because this is my paranoid child coming through I thought that if I did accidentally swallow the candy because it had a hole in it I would still be able to breathe you think it would just perfectly land like circular in your in your throat and you'd be able to like try and suck air through the fucking little hole in the Matt are you are you shaming eight-year-old Matt for trying to think a way out of choking to death on lifesavers right now? <laughs> I just think there's, like, way easier candies to just pick from so that you don't have to worry about choking hazards. Listen. <laughs> this is not the time or place. But anyway, so the two kids become creepy uh, yet again. Uh, Spencer, like, pops, like, a lifesaver in his mouth, like I said, or some sort of candy. Um, and then they just start, like, fucking with him. You know, like, poking and prodding him. Spencer grabs, like, a thing from the fireplace and starts, like, jabbing him in the, you know, uh, in the stomach. And then Ben is like, well, fucking, fucking stop, kid. Fucking, and he, like, grabs the the thing. And then the kid's, like, pulling. And then Ben's pulling. And the kid's pulling. And then, like, like, eventually it leads to Ben, like, accidentally, like, pushing or pulling too hard and the kid gets like jabbed in the stomach and he like accidentally like swallows the candy that he was chewing or sucking on and he just starts suffocating and he's like and like you know obviously the sister lucy she doesn't give a shit she's just like laughing the whole time she's got her devil hoodie on um and and, you know ben doesn't do anything he's like oh shit what's happening and then margaret comes in and she's like oh shit the kid's dying and she goes to do cpr and she's like it's not working and she calls for ellie and then ellie shows up you know it's like a stage play uh like ellie shows up and she goes oh no and she goes to do cpr but also none of these people do the heimlich maneuver which is like if anybody had just said he's choking on candy yeah right like nobody tries to clear his airway nobody nobody was prepared for the situation all they do for someone is who just, has two kids like you you should you should know what you're doing when it comes to a kid choking all they do is just break every single rib this kid has <laughs> because because like three different people do CPR on him and none of it works but also, they're not even doing full CPR. Compressions, compressions, all, yeah, compressions. all they're doing is compressions. <laughs> they're not even doing the full CPR routine. Um, but also, that wouldn't help here, regardless. Uh, but you know, but I, I guess it is possible that 
two adults with two children, and then two other adults. The four of them together possibly might not have ever heard anything about how you know CPR and the Heimlich maneuver works. It's possible. I'm calling bullshit. I'm highly unbelievable. Highly unbelievable. Um, but anyway, but but that being said, it does lead to a very yet again convincing performance this time from um, uh, fucking Amanda Crew. I think she is, does a. I, I would actually like to see her in some more like serious stuff because I've mostly seen her in comedies. She's been in some other horrors and stuff, and well, you yeah, know, but like she's been before, like Final Destination, but, but that's not like yeah. A, Come on. That's not a serious movie. Sorry all you Final Destination stands out there. That's not a serious series. Um, but I think she does a real... Like, I felt it. Like, I got I got a little bit of the chills, you know? I think she does a really good job of selling, like, distraught mother who ha- has just seen her child die. Yeah. Like, she... Like, I, this, this might be the other most compelling part of the movie. Because she, like... She really sells the emotion. She's so distraught. She, like, runs up to Ben. And she's, like, wailing. And she's, like, screaming at him to get out. And the two of them act off each other really well. Because he's, like, terrified of her. She backs him out of the cabin. He, like, stumbles down the stairs. He does, like, a really good, like, pratfall kind of thing. You know? Where, like, I I was like, man, this movie's getting good. Like, like, I think their performances are just, like, so solid, and I really feel bad that it's in this movie. I want to get these people together for other stuff. Yeah. Because I think they could do really well together. Like, I think, I get, you know what? I'm going to write a letter to fucking Flanagan. Get Amanda Crew. She's underrated. Yeah. She can, get she can totally be in one of your fucking, you're doing, what's, what's he doing? Isn't he doing, like, a Stephen King thing? Uh. Yeah, he's not. Is he doing, doing Dark Tower? He's done with Netflix. Uh maybe. I think he's doing Dark I don't Tower. Remember? Throw Amanda Crew in there. Get, get, she could do it. You know, like get Zach Gelfin in. You can get some excellent performance out of them. Like I, I think the, but but again, this is where it kind of ends for me. The movie I check out pretty much right after this because they do such a good job, and and then. We, we get a fat load of nothing because we get like uh, Ben just kind of gets to leave, even though the next scene is like Margaret. She's calling for 911 and she's like, I want to report a I want to report a I want to report it. And then the guy and Thomas comes in. He's like, I don't even know their last name, but he basically goes, Ben killed my kid. And then like, yeah, he's like, I need to report a murder of my child. He literally calls him out by name. He goes, I'd like to report a murder. This guy murdered my kids. His name's Ben. But the the person on the other end is like, all right, well, we're going to have to send somebody out there. It's going to take a little while. (laughs) I think he tells me it's going to take a few hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So after that, we just get kind of like. Um, a couple shots of, I think Margaret, we get a shot of her like throwing up because she just can't deal with the trauma. Um, she's kind of just like re like realigning herself to like deal with this shit because she's in a tough spot because her husband might be crazy. These kids might be aliens. Who knows? I mean, at this point, she's completely convinced that her, her husband fucked up and now her friend's kid is dead and she, 
like, but also, she still doesn't not have his any... fault. It's not his fault. Like, it was an accident. I mean, he might still get manslaughter, but, like, he didn't murder the kid. He, like, was wrestling with the kid, and then the kid choked on a lifesaver. Like, that's, like... It's not I like think he did she's it on more purpose. so dealing with like added baggage of like, oh my god, here's a whole new suitcase of like, mm-hmm. you know, my husband had another major like mental breakdown episode, and now yeah. it's not it's not just that he lost a job and fucked up his career. Now there's a dead kid right. involved, and so she does confront him with that, but they sort of like. T- come together during that confrontation and then this is where Sam Raimi the ghost of Raimi like takes over again and we get a bunch (laughs) of sprawling shots of like the camera sailing through the woods until eventually we get back to like the the brick building that has the hole in the ground and like he convinces Margaret to go out there right he's like you gotta come we'll both look in the hole and you'll see that there are dead kids in there and she's like dude what the fuck do you think we're gonna see no she basically goes like, all right, I'm going to let you drag me all the way out here to see nothing. But if we get there and there's no kids at the bottom of this hole, we're done. She doesn't say that, but like you kind of read that as what <laughs> they're from their body yeah, language. It's kind of like, and then what? Yeah, yeah. From their body language, you tell that that's what the situation is. Obviously, they get there. There's no kids at the bottom of the like the hole, you know. And so she just kind of like. You know, he goes like, but they were here. They were here. And she just like looks up at the sky. She just goes like, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) and then just fucking goes home. Right. Like she's like, she pretty much just screams at him. She just confronts him. She's like, look, you're ignoring all of reality and all of the evidence that's right in front of you. The kids were fine. Everything that has happened is because of your decisions and your actions. You need to take responsibility for your own issues and the fact that. The, this kid is now dead because of you. We cut to, I guess they like sp- split up along the trail. I, I kind of figured this would be no, like he, a one. She <laughs> leaves him there. She's like, I'm done. I'm going back Wait, to the cabin. But like, what like, do you think? You think he just, I, guess, I mean, I guess given the later events of the movie, he does just stay there and hang out with the whole. Um, yeah, because, he just stays there and unravels because he's yeah. like, he's convinced. He's like, I know something's going on. I've been seeing all this crazy shit. <laughs> there should be two get dead kids at the bottom of this fucking thing and he's like oh i'll just climb down i can climb down she's like you're not gonna climb down i'm done i'm leaving right and so she yeah, heads like, climb back. down you guys don't even know if there's a bottom this could lead straight to china <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so she you know walks through the woods um she encounters lucy when she gets back to the campsite um you know lucy says something you know creepy but not really all that compelling like i don't even remember anything these kids say because none of it is so really lucy weird lucy is trying to convince her to go out in the woods she's like hey like you know like i, I i'm glad you made it back like i want to show you something he's like no I, I really think you should be inside with your mom right now like i don't <laughs> think your mom wants you wandering around she's like it seems come on it's cool it's in the woods and she's like no i don't really know about that and then we cut back inside and we see oh that. right because the no the dad because the dad thomas sees that margaret is talking to the daughter and they're like he's like i'm gonna put a fucking stop to this they're not allowed to talk to our kids they killed one you know like he gets like super aggressive like that um mm-hmm. and then lucy takes the dad into the woods because she's like well do you want to come in the woods instead and he's like yeah okay and then we cut to inside the cabin where the kid uh, Spencer is dead on the couch, and again, I really thought that shot was really good because you get this like really 
like non-dynamic just super sad shot of like a dead child and like his mom you know just she's just like on the floor next to the couch like she just, she just doesn't know what to do you know i thought it was like yeah. a really well composed shot it really hit me i was like uh that is pretty sad like and again amanda crew she did a really good job being like a distressed mother even though i probably wouldn't have cast her as like a mother type but um you know i i think she did like a really good job in this movie so i mean she brought the chops man yeah Again, I put her in more stuff. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of horror actresses that could do more horror and also more other things. And there's other actresses that really aren't that good, you know, (laughs) just because they haven't done a horror movie. They get all the jobs. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but so we eventually we we get a shot. We get kind of like a bird's eye shot of the same um, setting, you know, with, uh, Ellie and Spencer, except like, it's like looking, the camera's looking straight down at the couch at Spencer and his eyes like snap open. (gasps) He's not dead. Also, you probably could have like picked up on the fact that he's not dead because his lips aren't like blue anymore. Yeah. He's like regained all the color in his face. (laughs) All the color, all the blood has started to flow again and nobody seems like concerned or, you know, interested in that. Eventually, Margaret makes her way back into the house and she can't find Ellie or Spencer's body. Um, And she sort of like meanders around the cabin. She like tries making some phone calls. Um, I think she like calls Thomas and hears his phone like from the woods. Yeah, Uh, we get a cool shot. Smartly chooses to not. Yeah, she smartly chooses to not go into the woods. (laughs) yeah you can see Uh, his phone is like lighting up some trees and she's like all right uh, i guess i'm not going after that yeah very smart which i appreciated i was like yeah there's no way even a horror movie character would be that stupid we start to get some bug chittering in the background and we're like okay yeah we start to get some good she starts freaking out audio um yeah she starts freaking out um eventually she goes into i think like the the bedrooms she calls uh ben first and ben is like still at the hole and he like completely (laughs) ignores the phone call i mean like i'm sure he would probably just stay there until the cops came and got him like what is he gonna do (sighs) but again again he didn't you know whatever yeah he's probably right he's not thinking straight anyway um but then she hangs up on him and i think she either calls ellie or she is just already in the bedroom she hears some like skittering and chittering and then she's like kind of like walking like backing herself to the to the wall of the room and then a hand reaches down grabs her ankle and oh it's her friend ellie and she's i don't know inexplicably maimed super fucked up she's got a big gash across her face this is a big big problem i have with this movie is that the characters are just like they get fucked up but like with no consistency or consideration for what, like, how they're fucking people Fuck up. Fuck them up? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, ah, throw blood on them and we'll figure it out later. Right, which, and then they don't figure it out. But yeah, so Ellie's got, like, her face is, like, gashed open, like, uh, Tyrion Lannister style. Um, and then she <laughs> just kind of, like, coughs up a bunch of blood and then dies. Like, I'm assuming she was, like, I don't know, stabbed a bunch also. 
or like cut up somewhere else. I don't know, but she right? does. There has to be some sort of internal injuries going on because she throws up a ton of blood. Yeah, so... And I know. gotta say, I gotta give it to him. This blood looks good. It does, you know, it is good looking blood. It's not CGI blood. So props to this movie for using real blood in in the scenes where it matters. There's a moment uh, later where I will contest, I will contest some blood. But I, for, for now, but this, I think this looks yeah, pretty fucking good. But so good. far, good blood. But this is our first kill of the movie too, which is like way deep into the movie, right? We're already 60 way minutes in, 70 late. minutes in, first kill, 70 minutes. Like you could, like you could have a... I feel like there's a version of this movie where they arranged stuff better and we have like a couple like idiot campers get mauled by kids like at the you know 30 minute mark or something. Yeah, or I feel, I'm surprised they didn't go for the trope, but I'm glad that they didn't of like oh the escalation of uh no, I guess we did see one scene of him crushing bugs, but like uh, animal mutilation usually oh, fits even, into this I plot skipped somewhere. right over that. Crushing bugs almost doesn't I'm even sorry count. for I, I'm yeah, I'm sorry for all those like bug people out there, but you can kill bugs all you want. It's not going to lead to a murderer. Yeah, you, you got to kill like a puppy or a cat to be like nobody yeah, cares you if be you kill a bunch up of raccoons beetles. or like bird Literally uh, no one gives a shit if you kill birds. a bunch of beetles. It's fine. Um but yeah, so as she's like, um, she she drops the the corpse of her friend Ellie, and then she hears the like like you know like scary bug noises uh, uh, f- from from like the connected bathroom between the two rooms. I think is what the situation is. Um, yes, and you know we're we're doing like a real slow ominous like pan into the bathroom and then so we see uh we see spencer and he's all hunched over and i don't know he's probably bloody um and he makes some like, creepy bit. creepy noises you know like i think this part with him in the in the bathroom was pretty cool because he's like getting ready to pounce and she's like that motherfucker's getting ready to pounce, so I'm, I'm gonna Yeah, just, like, she uh, can clearly read his body language as right. he is, like, slowly getting into a position where he's gonna, right. like, take yeah. off. And I liked that, because I like I liked the dynamic between the two, between the two because uh, Margaret, like, clearly is, like, she's prepared. It's not, she's, it's not like she's like, I have no idea what's happening, you know? Like, <laughs> Like she's she kind of gets that this kid's gonna fuck her up if she lets him. So she she does like a couple cool things. So she like locks the door um, to the bathroom, and then she runs around to the other side, and like before he can get there, and slams the door shut. And then she slides one of those like dust pan things like under the door as like a door stopper. Which I was like, whoa, that's actually I don't know if I've ever even seen that before. And like, no, a, I thought it was a great use of prop. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was like, this chick has clearly thought about how to survive in a scenario similar to this. So, yeah, I, great I, instincts, I really, right? I really appreciated her instincts here. Um, and then I think as she's she's like, oh yeah, this is where we get. So she starts to like creep around the rest of the house. She runs into the kitchen, um, and we he- like she hears a noise. And we presume that it is the other, the daughter, um, what did I say her name was, Lucy? Um, we presume yeah. it's Lucy. And we, they've got these sort of like, I don't know, what would you call them? Reminds me of like, in, you know, how they have like those like sheer sort of like walls in like Japan. You know what I'm talking about? 
like the sort the, of like, like can canvas walls. Yeah, they're like rice. They're not rice, rice paper, paper yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah. just blinds. I think they just have semi-transparent blinds, and there's a light outside yeah, of the house. Basically, what we're seeing is the silhouette of the of Lucy's demon hoodie as she kind of walks into frame, but she's you know behind a thing that's being backlit. So all you're seeing is like the shadow of her, and she's got you see the hoodie, but then she's got like fucking huge wings. And these crazy, like, fucking praying mantis, giant, like giant hands. praying mantis mandibles. They're huge, but it's but they're all conforming into her like little girl body. So it just looks like a little girl body, and then big wing, big bug wings, and then big old like praying mantis hands. And she just kind of goes like, <laughs> she like. As she like walks through like across the screen and it is creepy. I think this works because we see it and we're finally like, oh, okay, the kids oh, are bug, bug things kids now. now. Okay, we're doing a bug kid thing. Got it. But the problem is we reuse this same motif like mm-hmm. I think two or three more times because she like gets to the actual door and as she gets to the door, the bug parts have already retracted deep inside of her, and she looks right. like a kid again. A kid again. So, Which is fine for yeah. this scene. It's fine for this scene, but spoiler alert, we never, ever see a bug person in this movie. Federal offense. Seems awful. Horrible. Feels not awful. Even, and not even, like, like, I don't need to see it in full view or anything. Like, you know, I don't need you to, like, ruin the the mystery of the horror you know, creature, but you have to give a little more than this movie does because it yeah, because just it doesn't feels... make sense. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. If the kids can turn into gigantic bugs, why are they turning back into kids to stalk the victim that already knows that they They're can bugs? turn into bugs? <laughs> Clearly, they have a superior biology as bug people. Just fucking give me a bug person chase scene. <laughs> Like, why, why are we turning them back into kids? It doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense how they distribute, you know, the, the bug kids visually, you know, like the fact that we couldn't even come up with like, cause you don't even ever see like, you know, like a claw reaching in from off screen or something. Like you never see any bit of yeah. this bug that isn't just like a CGI shadow. So and it's like, come on, man! Sneak- like you're gonna kid, you're gonna you're gonna throw bug kids in here, and you're not gonna show me a bug kid. What what drives me crazy is that like she's a bug she's a bug person outside. She sneaks <laughs> in through this. Oh, she comes in through the side door as Margaret hides. So then we see her as a kid. She's transformed back into a kid. Margaret is hiding and she's sneaking around. She grabs the keys to the car because she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't know what's going on with these bug kids. And so she like gets an idea like, oh shit, if the kid's going to follow me, I'm going to grab the keys. I'm going to open the front door and then I'm going to go hide in this closet right next to the front door, which has a single entrance. (laughs) She's hiding behind the open door of the closet and we can see from the like perspective of in the closet we see the shadow of the girl as a bug person again 
and she's slowly transforming back into a kid again. It's like, dude, why? For what? Yeah, right, right. Just stay a big she bug passed- monster. Like, yeah. she already knows what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. we, you literally just used the same visual, like, I don't want to say gag, but, like, you used the bit. same move visual already. Bit. We already saw this bit where she's a shadow bug person, turns into a normal kid. We don't need to see it again within the same five minutes. That does like, what is that doing for me? What is that? That's not building tension. There's no, no payoff. No, no. It, and then, it's not making it any more ominous. So she's hiding in the closet. The kid walks across the front of the closet. We see her clearly walking past the door opening. And then it kind of cuts to a head-on shot of Margaret in the closet and then, boo, the kid is somehow right next to her farther inside the closet than she is and chases yes. her out. It's like, how the fuck did oh, the kid just teleported yeah, like in there now? style, almost. It's crazy. Yeah, just, like, appears leaves, next to her. Yeah, and then she, like, busts out of the room. She runs out. She gets out of the cabin where she runs into, finally, some sort of authority has arrived. Because they called 911 about a child murder, like, a day ago. Right, and like in the afternoon, and now it is night, and we're just it, getting one park ranger. Yeah, you know, one park ranger shows up, and she's like, "Oh, you know, we heard, we heard something. You know, that there was a somebody who died." And she's like trying to piece together the thing, and then she's like, "No, that's not right. You have the wrong information, but it doesn't matter because the kids are bugs." You know, and then the the chick is like, <laughs> the mountain ranger chick is like, "All right, well, you know, how about you know? It seems like you're going through." a bit of something so how about i go in and you stay here and then she goes in and then she comes back out and she's like listen there's a lot of blood in there but there's no there's no dead woman there's no dead kid and then she does this you know classic horror movie thing where like the camera is like centered on her and in the middle of her sentence she just kind of goes like (coughs) and like you're supposed to imagine that she's like been stabbed in the back or something by like michael myers but obviously we know there's these two bug kids Except that, like, all that happens is, like, I don't know, blood shoots into her eyes. Like, I can't tell what happened to this park ranger chick. All that happens, she goes, and then, like, blood goes through her eyes, and, like, her eyes become bloodshot. And then she gets, like, pulled in by something invisible, and then pulled in even farther into the cabin by yet another more invisible force. And I'm like, are... These kids psychic? Are, did she get stabbed by like a bug arm? Like it just what? I, I don't know what just, happened to her. This is this is just part of that thing where like you guys had everything, you guys had the building blocks of everything, and then you just like, nah, let's not do any of the good bugs. Yeah, we don't want. We should have done. We don't want to do it. Um, and, and I mean, from there on, it's like pretty. Like, basically nothing happens. Like, it's just a bunch of running around, the kids being kids and not bugs. Um, Eventually, she, like, eventually Ben finally does return. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry about everything. Like, we, like, you know what? Let's just have kids and, like, we'll just make, we'll just be the best parents. Uh, And then she's like, are you crazy? Like, there's fucking bug children trying to murder us. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, and then eventually very you docile, find out yeah. he's very calm. Yeah. And then eventually she goes like she says like so, it might as well just be her going you're not my Ben you know and then she like shoves him and then he does like a look down and then a look up and you can see the 
the like uh, glowy eye effect, you know. <laughs> he does. For it's a very classic time maneuver. In this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, then she. This is one good bit of gore. Um, there's like a pretty good machete effect because I don't know if he starts to. I don't remember if he starts to fight her or if she just pulls the machete first. But eventually, like she does get the machete and she like chops him in the shoulder and it's like a pretty good looking effect right like the whole because she she gets that thing deep you know yeah she sticks it in his shoulder she like chops down and just chunks a piece of him and it just stays there so it's pretty gruesome looking um and then so she leaves him uh to to presumably like you know bleed out because he like collapses but she should know that that's not the end even though he does bleed out the mouth which traditionally signals that a character is dead. I, I just don't understand where that blood is supposed to be coming from. If he gets chopped in the shoulder, I just don't I don't I don't know. I don't understand why it's coming because out of his we, mouth. Me and Spooky Fiance have already laid out Hollywood has convinced us as a society that the only way to be sure that somebody is fully dead is if they bleed out the mouth before they go if they do that, but no blood out the mouth, they'll come back later in the movie or series. But if they bleed out the mouth, they're done. They're so done. The, no the damage is too severe, no matter where it happened to them. Um, but then uh, after that, oh the, no! Fucking Margaret gets she sp- so she stabs Ben in the shoulder, sprints out the house, gets tripped by a devil stick. <laughs> And as she gets tripped, the devil sticks come back. So I guess I was wrong. They were necessary for later in the movie. Could have um, been a stick. Could have been literally any prop. Doesn't need to be devil and sticks. And she trips. And we get another good shot of her. Like, she trips down the stairs and just smashes her jaw on, oh. like, the railing, the wood railing of the cabin. And it is really brutal for... Such a good fall impact. For no reason. But it is a really good, like, girl fall or person falls... And renders himself unconscious because it looks like it really fucking hurts. Um, and then we get a couple shots of the kids, like, I guess either bug people, so they have super strength, presumably, because they're dragging her with, like, no effort through the woods back to the hole. She she finally regains full consciousness, like, as in time to see the kids dump, I think, the body of their mother into the hole. Yeah, just right over the edge. Woo! And this is where Margaret goes, now's my time to be a hero. And then, the you know, the camera slows down again. And she, like, charges at them as they're, like, looking down the hole. And at the last second, they, like, turn around. And she just does, like, a, like, double-arm shove and pushes these kids into the hole. And we get a fun CGI tumble of them being, like, you know, like, uh, like, Propeller Man from the, uh, the Titanic. We just see these two kids kind of, like, like pew, 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 as they, like, fall down. Which is which is dumb. Like we know they have bug wings. Like why couldn't they just and sprout bug wings and it's just well ugh. because we need to be shocked when they return later in the movie because she shoves these kids, she murders these kids, then she wanders through the woods uh, and makes her way back to the campsite, which is where she just hops in the car. And this uh, is where I have my problem with the blood. She has had blood all over her all night. This is this is nitpicking. I'm nitpicking blood 
but we had good blood before, and I got to shit on it when before. it's bad. Yeah, you they got to. their they got their props for that. But like, as blood dries, it dehydrates and becomes like a scab, right? It coagulates. Yeah, you gotta have like some sort of cracks and like flaking of that like light blood mm-hmm. in your effects. Like if it's dried, it can't just be this like flat pigment like lipstick. Like you gotta right. you gotta show me that it's aged. Separates the uh, you know students from the masters when it comes yeah, to yeah. That's that's a you gotta think about these kind of things, the blood especially work. if you're you know, doing special we, effects. You need to consult Dexter. When you're when you're or doing just like movies. anyone who's seen blood in their life, like <laughs> maybe you and me should just like become blood, you know, specialists for horror movies. Can we like start a business where we just like they bring us two in to make sure the blood looks right? <sighs> no, because then we're gonna have to be responsible for making it and putting it on stuff. That sounds fun. It does sound fun. It just sounds like a lot of work. I mean, I'm just saying. I watched all of Dexter, and like his job seemed like his actual job you know, that he never did over the course of the show seemed really fun. Yeah, it did seem fun, but the problem is that whole that whole science has been debunked. Like, blood <laughs> splatter analysis does work sometimes. It gives you an idea sometimes, but it's not foolproof, and you can't convict anyone on blood splatter analysis. It's just, it. there's too many variables, it's too inconclusive, like it's not the kind of thing that lynch pins your case well that's depressing eric and you've ruined something for me today um just everybody out there just know they can't (laughs) convict you on blood splatter analysis well maybe you've saved some other people that listen to us um but yeah so margaret stumbles back into the camp and this is where she's about to get into the car i said she did get into the car but she doesn't yet because oh turns out ben survived that you know machete mauling and he's about to have one final confrontation with her. Um, he's gonna like he's making his way to like attack her, and then he gets tackled by Thomas, who was not killed because we never saw the body. He's still alive, even though he's pr- like looking pretty fucked up. But I felt this was weird also because he like tackles Ben and like tells Margaret he's like go go, and I'm like if the way that Thomas was written in this movie, he would have just left. Like, I feel like he would not want to do anything. Like, he would have taken the car and left himself. Why would he give any shit about Margaret or Ben? Like, he would have just let them deal with it themselves. But she had the keys the whole time and he couldn't leave. Yeah, maybe. Because, so, we we basically leave the two of them wrestling each other. um, And Margaret just drives down a long dirt road until eventually she breaks through the tree line. She gets onto a main road. It's got the yellow lines. Oh, civilization. Um, but then she just stops in order to, like, cry. And I'm like, bitch, you cry while you're driving. You drive yeah, she, and cry. She makes it, like, less than a quarter of a mile down the road, and she pulls off the road to just, like, scream and vent in the car. Bad move. And you drive and cry, lady. You go. Yeah, you gotta. Haven't you seen Texas Chainsaw? You gotta keep going. You gotta get the fuck you, out of yeah, there. Yeah, you can't just stop. You barely drove. Uh, she does a little scream, uh, and then she like looks up, and who's in the road before her? But the two children, Lucy and Spencer, and Ben, their new bug daddy. He did have children after all. Isn't that sweet? He's got his own little brood now. His own little brood and. But you know what? Margaret doesn't want to be part of this family. 
So she just fucking floors it. But before we see anything fun, we cut to the credits. Boo. Boo. Bad ending. You Boo. either you either have her just cry cry drive into the credits, or you have to give us a final confrontation with these three people. Like you can't just yeah. like let us imagine what it's gonna look like when she runs them over. Because clearly they're immortal or like they're tough bug alien. I don't even know if they're aliens. What are they? Like this movie doesn't give you any context, which I know like sometimes a lot like, you know, you have the thing where it's like you don't want to show too much of your monster. Yeah, sometimes more information doesn't help. It's not good. But in this case, out the fun. Yeah. But in this case, we needed more information because they went the opposite direction. They gave us too little information. Like, none of this bug kid stuff ties into any of the, like, five different themes this movie presented over the course of itself. But also, like... I have like, to assume it's, like, a Men in Black alien thing where, like, the... Right, the, it has to be. Where, where like, the, the bug just, like, contorts and folds itself back yep. up into the skin underneath yep. and then... <laughs> has to be. That's gotta be it. could have... We could have used a little bit more herky-jerky working, but, like, you know, I'm not going to complain about that. But also, we could have just done the Men in Black thing. You know when Men in Black came out? Like, you're telling me in 2023 we can't, like, recreate those effects on a smaller budget? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, come on. You know, it's just, it's a shame because there's, like, I've been, you know, advocating for the, the cool stuff in this movie for a while, uh... But like, it just it just doesn't ever get there. I really wish they had given us some cool creature feature stuff. Cause like, if you're gonna do a creature feature, you got to go further than that. But you know, I, uh, I I'd still give it a solid. I'd say it's worth a watch if you've got like nothing else going on. You know, if you're just like, you I know, mean, if you're really at the end of your like your rope you sit watch list and yeah you, you got nothing left i i it's personally great if you're I, gonna put I, it I on and do it. something else while it's on like it's a great yeah, for, this is, like for me i watch a lot of my movies and tv shows while i'm you know doing my like freelance illustration stuff so it, it, it's like a perfect throw it on and not pay like a ton of attention to it kind of movie it's like a it's like a doing doing laundry movie. Like you yeah. can walk out of the room and come back, and you didn't really miss a whole lot. Uh, it, I just I just can't with good conscience recommend that anyone spend money renting. Yeah, it, it I, just I, doesn't. There's no payoff. It's it's just no. It, it's it literally just there's like, no eh. payoff. No payoff whatsoever. It's it, they they just drop every concept or like care about this movie. You know. I I think Halfway you said through. it pretty succinctly at the beginning. You either gotta like you gotta stretch this thing out to do like an eight nine episode miniseries, or you condense it into forty minutes and you put it on TV. Like it's just not. Yeah, you make it one episode of an anthology, or you make it eight, eight or six episodes, and you really delve into the the characters some more. Because right now, there's not enough of either the characters or the monster you know and this movie just didn't really seem like it knew what it wanted to be uh you know hold on I think there's hold on pump the brakes we're looking at the t- the the 
the credits on this thing. Why? What are we? What is this uh, special thanks to Ty West? You know, Ty West's. He, he's he, he's around. You know, he's just he shows up. I bet you can find. I bet Ty West is in so many more special thanks than you realize. I mean, there's like a list of like eleven people here, but I'm noticing. You know, one jumped out at me pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, one big one big name. You know, Ty, he he probably watched the movie and he was like, "Yeah, it was a pretty good movie." <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ty. Special thanks to you. Um, but yeah, I, I so I think we're pretty lukewarm on this movie. It, like Eric said, it's a good uh, laundry day movie. Uh, or if you've got nothing else going on and don't. Don't pay to watch it. If it shows up on like for free on Amazon or something, I'd say put it on. Uh, or if you are, I'd say watch it if you are particularly attached to Zach Guilford um, or like a- Amanda Crew. Maybe watch yeah, it because they, they give because they give your big two crew. Parti- crew. <laughs> yeah, if you're part of the crew, crew, or you like Zach Guilford, you know they do give off. They put their all into this movie, whether or not the rest of the movie did. So, you know, I'd say maybe give them a shout out, you know, watch, give them a, give them a watch for their sake. But otherwise, you can probably skip this one. Um, I, I liked it, but I also I've now watched it twice and I will probably never watch it again. So I think that's that. Um, any uh, final thoughts on on this or anything else eric um not for this movie i think i'm pretty much done with we're pretty we're pretty much set on this guy right (laughs) but i will say final cuts wise you know there's been a lot of shit coming out a lot of news coming out for a lot of different things uh in the horror sphere but the one that has most caught my attention is uh legendary pictures has uh, announced that they're going to be doing a remake of Faces of Death. Ooh. And uh, Darcy Montgomery is signed on to, I believe, star in it? I don't understand how. Have you seen the original Faces of Death? I have. Um, p- partially uh, while playing High on Life. Really? Faces of Death was in that? Yeah, wasn't it? No way. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Uh, but either way, uh, it might not have been on in that game. But I have, I have seen Faces. Okay. I, I just don't. I, I, I'm surprised. Uh, but I'm interested in a in a remake of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised to see that anyone is like, you know what? This is ripe for the pickings. Like, Faces of Death was a kind of like whispered about uh you know gross out weirdo movie that like i had heard about as a kid and oh like, and I, what what's her face is attached to it the the like um chick who starts like webcamming in um uh euphoria oh um Bar- barbie ferrera she's like she's you know one of the main the leads of the movie also um what's his name the guy who's like the villain of stranger things 
season three. Yeah, that's Darcy Billy, Montgomery. Billy, yeah, Dar- or is it Darcy? I, I, His it, name's Darcy. I believe. That's D A R C E. Yeah, Darcy. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think it's Dares. <laughs> but uh, but that's that's pretty exciting. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I don't... I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on that. What do you? Yeah. Got? Uh, well, final cuts for me. So, uh, uh, again, it's more of a group thing. So the, uh, Eric and I, as always, we stream on Twitch. Um, we also tend to, when we stream, it's usually more of a crew. We have spooky fiance. Heather, uh, is usually there. Also our friends, uh, a different Eric, uh, as well as our friends, Lauren and Kip. Um, plenty of other people are certainly, you know, in our crew are definitely, planned to be around um but we just started playing resident evil 4 the remake came out and it's lots of fun so as always go to um matt x young uh at, 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 on on twitch and you can catch us on right now we're streaming regularly tuesdays and fridays but we're still figuring out like a more solid schedule but you can usually catch us there uh tuesday nights friday nights at eight o'clock uh, and even so if, if you miss us, the the, the recordings the are still are there. up there. Yeah, you could always watch them. You can catch the vods, but yeah, come hang out with us. You know, we it's like it's like hanging out with a bunch of friends in a room watching a game being played. It's like a chill environment, uh, and we'd love to have you there. So, uh, but other than that, I think that's it. You can you can always as always check us out uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Devil's Cut Pod. The and Devil's Cut Pod. The Devil's Cut Pod. And uh, we, we're still posting there pretty regularly. We are working on a Discord uh, server to kind of more succinctly uh, g- give our, our listeners mm. a, a place to Oh, commune. yeah, we should. We'll, so, I don't know if we, we haven't talked about it, but we should include the Discord link in the description of future episodes including this one so if you're hearing this go to the bottom of this episode and check the details and click the link to join our discord we post all sorts of shit during the week as far as updates on things going on with the podcast and things going on with the streams Mm -hmm. as well as you know breaking news of horror and movies in general uh, we'll Plus, be we like to post art there. there. We got a big community yeah. uh, that I brought over from my solo streaming days. So come hang out. I mean, we like to like chill and chat with everybody. We're around all day at our computers. We love to just, you know, chat it up. So join us. But yeah, that's that. All right. So uh, catch us. Thank you for listening. Catch us later. Uh, for our following episode, we will be talking about. <gasps> children of the corn and no not the good one the new one (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody uh creep it real all right we'll catch you later Ooh, creep it real i like that did you come up with that uh maybe somebody else probably did (laughs) but we're gonna say i did all right goodbye